Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of another relatively affordable tube condenser microphone. That microphone being this large fella, the MXL Revelation 2 Variable Pattern Tube Microphone. And if you are interested in this massive microphone kit, it will cost you around $500. Like always, I'll throw some links in the description down below. For the majority of this review, I will be running the microphone in cardioid mode directly into the Focusrite 18i20 second gen. My gain is set at around 2 o'clock, recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. First off, everything comes in this absolutely massive hard shell carrying case. You'll of course get the microphone, about a 20 foot 7 pin XLR to 7 pin XLR cable to connect the microphone to the external power supply, about a 20 foot 3 pin standard XLR cable to connect the power supply to your preamp or your interface. You'll get the power supply, the power cable for the power supply, a shock mount, which does not come with any 5 8 to 3 8 inch adapter. You'll also get a couple of extra elastic bands for the shock mount, a microfiber cleaning cloth, a little bit of documentation, and a certificate of excellence. Thanks, Meg. Then as far as the build quality, with my experience, I don't have any complaints about the microphone itself. It does have an all-metal body and a pretty firm metal mesh grill, which I can't get to move with my fingers. On the rear of the microphone, you will find a negative 10 decibel pad switch. On the front of the microphone, you will find nothing. And on the bottom, you have the 7-pin XLR port. If you are interested, here is what the internals of the microphone look like. And if you are interested in this as well, it has an Electro Harmonics EF86 tube. Then when we look at the power supply, it feels just okay. It is metal, but it is quite a resonant metal. The switches do have a nice ka-chunk to them. Here's what they sound like. The polar pattern selection switch is not stepped, so you can go infinitely between any of the polar patterns here. The 3-pin XLR port is not wobbly. It feels really well connected. And then you have the 7-pin XLR port, which is super wobbly and feels absolutely terrible, and I am quite disappointed in it. And lastly, as far as the manufacturing location, this microphone and entire kit appears to be made in China, but it does sound as though they do additional testing and finalization in California. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid, omni, and figure eight polar pattern with any number of polar patterns and mixes of them in between, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. The tube is an electro harmonics EF86 made in Russia, a sensitivity of approximately negative 40 dB, an EIN or self noise of 18 dBA, a max SPL of 138 dB, and an impedance of 140 ohms. Now I am spinning around the Revelation 2 on the cardioid polar pattern so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. Moving around to 180 degrees, here's what the rear sounds like. Continuing around the microphone to the second 90 degree angle, there you go. And then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. 
Now I am on the omnidirectional polar pattern and as I move around the microphone you will likely hear a little bit of tonal change, but in the grand scheme of things, the tone should not change too drastically as we move all the way, all the way around the microphone. Back on the front. And now we are on the figure eight pattern moving around to 90 degrees. This should be the deadest area on the microphone. Continuing around to the 180 degree area, the rear of the microphone, there is another lobe of sensitivity here. Then continuing around to, sorry about that, to the second 90 degree angle, there you go, another null dead area. And then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Next, we're going to be running a test that is sponsored by this week's sponsor, Pizza Hut. We're going to be testing the plosives on this microphone. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Somebody's not going to get that that's a joke, and they're going to be really ticked off thinking, he's sponsored by Pizza Hut. What a sellout. I'm not sponsored by Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut, leave me alone. Unless you want to actually sponsor that segment. Hit me up, I guess. <laughs> now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing about three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how it is sounding about one foot away from the microphone two feet away from the microphone and about four feet away from the microphone now i am typing on a keyboard with gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up and for you gaming folk of the elite variety now i am typing on the sad w keys here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room on the cardioid polar pattern. I legitimately hate doing this test with tube mics because I have to pull out the power supply and it takes 30 minutes to get it all warmed up out of here. It's stupid. <laughs> Next, in order to demonstrate how well the provided shock mount is, I will go ahead and bump my desk to see how much of that noise it rejects. And then I will tap on the boom arm. Next, because I'm incredibly annoying and I want to be really thorough, I'm going to go ahead and tap the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Doom, doom, doom. You hear that? Now I am right on top of the microphone to really accentuate that low end so you can hear what the high pass filter does. Currently the high pass filter is disengaged and here is how the audio is sounding. And now I'm at the exact same distance but I have engaged the high pass filter which is on the power supply and this is 12 decibels per octave at 125 hertz you can hear that it does affect the tone of my voice in the low end but it cleans up a lot of that mud there you go that is the high pass filter now i want to provide you a sample of this microphone running through a higher end interface as well as a couple of external high-end preamps currently i am running direct into the universal audio x8 I do not have any plugins engaged, no unison preamps. This is just running direct into the interface, 37 decibels of gain on the preamp, and I am recording 24-bit 
48 kilohertz, and here is how the audio is sounding. Now I have switched over to the Warm Audio WA73EQ. I am not doing any kind of EQ. I just have the preamp set to 45. I'm then running line level into the UAX8 plus 4 dBU line level, and here is how it sounds running through a 1073 clone. And lastly, we're running through the Universal Audio LA610 Mark II. The preamp is set to plus 5, so we're getting a little bit of tube coloration, and the level is set to plus 6. This is also running into the LA into the UAX8 line level plus 4 dBU, and I am bypassing the compressor, and here is how this sounds. Again, very quickly, here is how the microphone sounds running directly into the UAX8 audio interface. Here is how the microphone sounds running through the Warm Audio WA73EQ 1073 clone, then running into the UAX8 at line level. And here is how the microphone sounds running into the LA610 Mark II, into the UAX8. So we're getting tube microphone sound through a tube preamp. There you go. Those are the examples I wanted to give you. Higher end preamp, high end external preamp so you can hear how all of it sounds. And now we're going to do a quick comparison between the MXL Revelation 2 and a bunch of other microphones that are available so we can see how it compares against some solid state and some tube options that compete with this. Like always, we'll start on the mic that we're reviewing. This is the Revelation 2, 6 inches off, gain it to a clock, and no post-processing. Check the lower third, and let's jump to the first mic. First up, I'm speaking into the Audio-Technica AT2020. This is a cardioid-only solid-state microphone, 6 inches off, gain still at 2 o'clock, 48 volts phantom power turned on, and this costs around $100. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it in post, and let's jump to the next microphone. Back on the Revelation 2 so you can hear how this sounds in between every single mic we're comparing it against. There you go, let's jump to the next one. Now I'm speaking into the Lewitt LCT240 Pro. This is another cardioid-only solid-state condenser microphone. Six inches off, gain it to a clock, check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. This is a much brighter sounding microphone, not as much body, but there you go, Lewitt LCT240 Pro. Let's jump back and do some more comparisons. Back again on the Revelation 2 so you can hear how this sounds. Pay attention to how it sounds on my voice, the character of it, and let's jump to the next microphone. Now we are on the Rode NT1. This costs around $270 for the recording kit. I did decrease my gain to 1 o'clock because this is a much hotter microphone. And here is how this sounds, 6 inches off, gain at 1 o'clock. There you go, Rode NT1. Let's do some more tests and comparisons. Again, we're back on the Revelation 2 because I want to give you samples in between every single mic we're comparing it against. Nothing has changed. Six inches off, gain still at 2 o'clock. Check the lower third, and let's jump to the next microphone. Now I am on the Shure KSM32. This is another cardioid-only solid-state condenser microphone. This costs $500, and I increased my gain to 2 o'clock again, so exact same gain for the Shure and the, what are we doing, MXL, and same price, so it's a, a tit 
tit for tit. That's the saying, right? Tit for tit. And <laughs> there you go. Sure, KSM 32, six inches off, gain at two o'clock. Let's jump to the next microphone. Again, we're back on the Revelation 2. I don't know why we wouldn't be, but I feel as though I ought to be saying it because I need something to say in between every single one of these microphones. Let's jump to the next one. Now I am on the Avantone or Aventone CV12, six inches off of this thing. My gain is set at one o'clock. I am on the cardioid mode. This costs $500 and this is another multi-pattern tube condenser microphone. This is the MXL Revelations main competition, if I had my say in it. There you go, Avantone CV12 500 versus 500, multi-pattern tube condenser microphone versus multi-pattern tube condenser microphone. Let's jump to the next one. And Revelation 2 again, this is how it sounds, six inches, gain it two o'clock. Don't know how much I'm boosting it in post yet, but check the lower third. And yes, I was banned from YouTube, that is true. Now I'm speaking into the Lewitt LCT840. This is another tube multi-pattern condenser microphone. Six inches off, gain it two o'clock, and this costs $1,000. There you go, linear mode on the cardioid polar pattern. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted any of these in post. And that is Lewitt's tube offering their most affordable currently. Let's jump to another comparison now. All right, we are back on the Revelation 2 again. I don't know how many of these we have done. I don't know how many more we're going to do, but I will have a lot of these, and hopefully it gives you some good context for where this microphone sits in the market and how it compares to its competition. Now we are on the Neumann TLM-103. This is another cardioid only solid state condenser microphone this costs around eleven hundred dollars eleven hundred and fifty dollars i am six inches off my gain is set at about twelve fifteen because this is a very hot microphone and there you go neumann tlm 103 solid state versus five hundred dollar mxl revelation 2 tube microphone Let's jump back and do more comparisons. Back on the Revelation 2 again, and I was banned on YouTube for about 12 hours because one of my channels was flagged for spam. They upheld the ban and then reversed it. Very confusing. Let's jump to the next microphone. Now I am on the Telefunken TF47. This is another multi-pattern tube condenser microphone. Six inches off, gain set at two o'clock, cardioid mode, no post-processing. This costs $1,900, so quite a bit more expensive than the MXL, but one of the tastiest sounding microphones I own. Really enjoy this and the TF-51. There you go, made in the USA, if that matters to you. High quality, high price, multi-pattern tube microphone. Let's jump to another one. Another one or two or three. I, I have no many, no many how more we do. <laughs> Back on the Revelation 2 again. I don't know if this is going to be the last one that we're doing. You know what it's going to be though. And if I had been banned and the ban had been upheld, hey, I'll just get a new hobby because that's all this is. But I'm glad to be back. And now we are on the Neumann U87AI. 
This costs around $32 to $3,600. This is a multi-pattern solid-state FET condenser microphone, six inches off. My gain is at around 11.15, 11.30-ish, because this is a very hot microphone. I am on the cardioid mode, and here is how it sounds. $3,600 versus $500. Do you hear the difference? Do you think that it's worth it? Let's jump and do one more comparison. You thought this was going to be the last one. Uh-uh, uh-uh, not today, devil. And now I believe this is the final comparison we're doing. Back on the Revelation 2, 6 inches off to the 2i2, 18i20, second gen, gain at 2 o'clock, 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. Check the lower third, and let's jump to the last microphone, even though you thought the last one was going to be the last one. No, we have a secret new last one for this. Let's do it now. And here we are on the super special edition to this comparison. This is the Neumann U67 reissue. This costs $7,225. It's it's another multi-pattern tube condenser microphone, cardioid mode, no post-processing, six inches off, gain set at one o'clock because this is a bit hotter and I want to leave a little bit of headroom. And there you go. I just had to include one of the most popular microphones of all time so you can hear how it sounds. $7,200 versus $500. Are you getting that much more? Are you getting over $6,500, $6,700 more value out of the U67 reissue over the MXL? Probably not. That's the secret. That's it for the comparison. Let me know in the comments down below which of these microphones was your favorite. Let's jump to the music test now. Hey YouTube, I don't wanna go So ignore me, please don't ban me, bro I've got so much to do I've got so many mics, I've got a review Yeah, if you don't know, YouTube banned me for maybe 12 hours And honestly, as much fun as it is to argue with AI robots And as little as I care about any of this I've got better stuff to do Like make other review videos, so Next time, YouTube, maybe just don't do that? Thanks. <laughs> okay, let's do the conclusion now. Okay, to be fair, given that this microphone doesn't really have much competition in terms of affordable multi-pattern tube condenser microphones, it doesn't have to do much to stand out. And first up, in terms of pros, given the fact that it is a multi-pattern tube condenser microphone, 
$500 makes it a relatively affordable option. Also on the power supply, you do have a pretty usable high pass filter, and I don't think I mentioned it, but it does have a 180 degree phase invert switch in case you run into any phase issues. Also, as far as the accessories, the shock mount on this thing was pretty effective, did not pick up much noise bumping the boom arm, and I don't know if you noticed, but the three pin XLR cable is a Mogami. The seven pin isn't, but the three pin is because Marshall Electronics owns Mogami and they also own MXL. How cool. And then as far as cons, just like the Avantone CV12, the other $500 tube condenser mic, the power supply build quality leaves quite a bit to be desired. The exact same issue occurred. I think it was the seven pin on the Avantone. It's the seven pin on the MXL as well. It feels absolutely terrible. I do not trust it. It feels as though the port is going to break. And also as far as the polar patterns, yes, it does have a bunch of them. It has three of them and everything in between, but I find the omnidirectional and the figure eight polar pattern to sound a little bit funky and it's not something I would typically want to use. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone, on the electric guitar it gave such a punchy and in your face and forward sound. It sounded as though it was jumping out of the speakers at me. The low end, even with a high pass filter engaged, did still have a touch of boxiness to it, wasn't the best down there. The mids sounded a little bit grainy, a little bit jagged sounding, but the top end, it had this wonderful, almost compressed sound to it, which I really enjoyed and it was really apparent the higher I got up on the neck. Next up on the acoustic guitar, I thought it offered some great articulation as well as openness up in the top end. The low end, I did not use the high pass filter. It had this gooeyness to it. I don't know how else to describe it, just a gooeyness to it. And the midsection sounded a little bit recessed, a little bit pulled out, and it gave it this slight V shape where it had this really clean midsection, this really bright and articulate top end, and a pronounced gooeyness <laughs> in the low end. I don't know how else to describe it. Next up for singing, the way I would describe it is detailed. It has plenty of top end and captures all the information about how I am articulating my words. It captures all the character in the upper end of my voice, and it sounds very modern. The low end also has a bit of heft and weight to it if you do want that. Most of the time, people will throw on a high pass filter, but you can do whatever the heck you want. And if you got that heft and weight, more power to you. And then the midsection is not nasally and it offers a pretty open sound, albeit a little bit pulled out. I know I sound like a broken record, but that's what I hear as far as the character of this mic. And lastly for spoken word, I know I will be repeating myself a lot, but in the low end, I hear a bit of weight to it, a little bit of heft, or maybe it's a little bit more round, and as I mentioned, gooey in the low mids. The top end is very, very articulate, and I would say that it does get into the area or the arena of sounding sibilant and being sibilant. Just listen to when I say sibilance, sibilance. 
you hear that S getting a little bit sharp sounding. And as I already mentioned, my air conditioner just turned on. Thanks a lot. But the mids are pulled out a little bit or they sound that way. It could be that they have a boost in the treble, a boost in the bass, and those boosts ultimately overpower the mids, making the mids sound recessed. I don't know exactly how it's accomplishing it, but the mids do sound a little bit pulled out compared to the low end and the top end. And to wrap up, would I recommend the MXL Revelation 2? It's a maybe. Just like the Avantone CV-12, at $500, the microphone just doesn't wow me. And at this price point, at $500, there are plenty of other options out there. And in my opinion, for my taste, there are plenty of microphones that do, in fact, wow me. Two of them. The Rode NT1, which is about half the price of this, and then, at the exact same price, the Shure KSM32. I like both of those, but that is based on my personal preference. If you're someone who's looking for a microphone that has this very detailed top end, this boost in the top end, this weight and gooiness in the low end, and a little bit of a V-shape to it, and you want a tube microphone with a couple of polar patterns, a high-pass filter, all of that, then absolutely I would recommend it. It does seem to offer that sound really well, and it sounded quite different to everything that I compared it against. Completely different from the Avantone CV-12. CV-12, here's all the mids. This, why would you want mids? So you have two different options at the $500 price point if you are desperate in need and in want of a tube microphone. Just in my opinion, I would go for a solid state because I think the solid state options at this price and a little bit lower just seem to offer a better sound in my opinion. All right, I think that's going to wrap up for today. I would love to know what you think of the MXL Revelation 2. Do you think that the $500 price tag is fair? Do you think it's a good sounding microphone? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And of all the microphones that I compared it against, which one was your favorite? Let me know in the comments down below. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful. Go ahead and give me a thumbs up. <laughs> that was so apathetic. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. If you want to hang out in the Discord server, go to podcastage.com slash Discord. And if you want to support the channel and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button or going to patreon.com slash podcastage and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue, continue to bring you these videos and continue to help me speak. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I love each and every one of you. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.